Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and on today's Friday Birthful Story, I'll be talking with Celia Mae Donaldson about her home birth. After Celia's water broke, her midwife said, it's going to get more intense now. Even then, Celia felt strong and powerful while being in so much pain. She felt grateful to be connected to her body, and she knew that the only way through it was through it. So she roared. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Simply Breastfeeding, a prenatal breastfeeding course to help nursing parents feel confident with their newborns. Learn more at birthful.com slash simplybreastfeeding and use the code birthful for 15% off. This episode of Birthful is also brought to you by Expectful, an evidence-based guided meditation app created specifically for those trying to conceive pregnant or new moms. Learn more and sign up for a free two-week trial at expectful.com slash birthful. The Birthful Podcast, talking to new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, mighty parents and parents-to-be. Thanks again for all the love you give the show. And if you like what you hear, then make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you want to share your story on the show, then go to birthful.com slash story to let me know. Right now, I'm looking for postpartum breastfeeding or partner stories. So if that is you, then go to birthful.com slash story and let's do it. Also, quick reminder that if you are around 29 to 34 weeks pregnant or near that, this is the perfect, perfect time for you to start preparing for life with a newborn. And to help you with that, do check out my postpartum preparation course called Thrive With Your Newborn at birthfulcourses.com. This is not a class on newborn care, but rather on how to understand, connect with, and enjoy the baby you got, and at the same time, help you figure out your new identity as a parent without losing yourself. You can start the class at any time and take it at your own pace, but best to do it before baby arrives. Don't get me wrong, it's still super helpful after, but as Michelle, one of the students that took it, said recently... Quote, I wish I did the class before my baby came. Instead, I struggled through those first few weeks. Early motherhood is so confusing and intense, and it would have been much better if I had the knowledge and expectations taught in the course from the beginning. End quote. So do yourself a favor and go sign up right now at birthfulcourses.com. All right, so on to today's birth story, which is with Celia May Donaldson, who's here to tell us all about it. Celia, welcome. So great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we've been corresponding back and forth because you are, you've been, the birth of your child and your pregnancy has sort of catapulted you into this world of birth and, and postpartum. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got into this. So I have been fascinated by birth my whole life, and um, I became a doula in 2011, but haven't been assisting at too many births. Um, I was born at home, and I just gave birth to my son at home this past October. And during my pregnancy, I, I knew that I wanted to find out as much as I could about giving birth so I could be really prepared. And, um, and I found so much information that I, I thought, well, most people don't know this stuff. We just are 
told what uh, what our parents have gone through and our friends and what the hospital tells us. And there's a lot out there. So I created this website called holisticmama.org where I share evidence-based information to prepare for birth and beyond. And, um, and I ended up having an amazing birth. And so I wanted to continue with this work. And this coming May, I will complete my certification as a childbirth educator. And then I'll be teaching local childbirth classes in the SF Bay Area, as well as offering a virtual childbirth class um, that mamas and their partners can participate in from home. Fantastic. And yeah, so exciting, right? And there is so much out there. And that's kind of why I, I do this podcast, because I feel I need to amplify the voices of all these wonderful birth professionals who are passionate and have so much to say and share and make it make it so that new and expectant parents can find it in an easy way. I think yeah. that's the biggest goal because you, you were saying you searched, you had to do a lot of digging to find out resources. So what were some, some of those, sorry, some of those helpful resources that you found? Like what did you do to prepare? What was part of that journey? Well, the Birthful podcast was one of my biggest resources. So I listened to like every episode I could get my hands on. Um, and I reached out to people in my community, prenatal yoga classes. Um, because I was a doula already, I had a doula instructor and I I reached out to her for resources. I read a ton of books. I found a few other podcasts and um, and really spent a lot of time focusing on um, like exercises that I could come back to when I'm in labor. Can you tell, like what? So um, one of the things I got from Spinning Babies Dot com. Um, they have this like 17 minute or 30 minute um, yoga exercise thing. And it really focuses on the breath and, um, and movements to support the pelvic floor. And so I, I did that every single day. And, and then in my labor, I, I found myself coming back to a lot of those positions, like the squatting position. And, um, oh, also another awesome resource that I found was rachelyellen.com. She has this relaxation audio program and I would listen to it every night. Um, and then a lot of it was affirmations and a lot of it was actually like practicing, releasing and tightening and releasing certain parts of the body, um, with the breath and different types of breath that you can use in labor. And, and that was like one of the biggest things that got me through. <laughs> yeah. Can you spell her name? Rachel Yellen. Yeah. So R-A-C-H-E-L. And then Yellen is Y-E-L-L-I-N. Okay. Not not like I'm yelling at you, but without... <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Um, so, and did you take any childbirth ed classes? Yeah. So... I was debating, like, because I, I've assisted at childbirth classes before as a doula, and I know so much about birth. I, I was very confident. But I, my partner 
although he did trust the process, he didn't know nearly as much as I did. And I wanted to go to a class together so that he could really feel confident that he had tools to support me in labor. And, um, and I wanted to just like meet more people who were about to give birth also. So we went to a, um, a childbirth class and it was so awesome because we actually got to practice things that we could do together in labor and, um, and, and really refresh my memory about the the physiology of birth, how my baby is going to be moving down and what it's going to be like in early labor and active and transition. And so that was really helpful. Mm, And that's a great point that even if you know about birth, it can be not only a great refresher, but a way for you and your partner to come together and have sort of the same information um, be on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So then fast forward. No, no, let's not fast forward. So you were doing all this preparation. What were your expectations and hopes and wishes for your birth? Well, I... I so trusted my body because I just believe birth is like this divine, beautiful thing that we are made to do. And, and I really hoped to have a calm, empowering birth at home. And, and if I needed to transfer for some reason, I wanted to be able to do that knowing that I did everything I could and just have peace of mind around it. Um, and I went through my whole labor feeling like this up until like the last month. I'm like, can I really do this? I don't know. (laughs) What do you think propelled those thoughts? Was it just the, how close it was, how imminent it was? Yeah, I think so. And just like really my belly being so big and thinking like, how is a human being going to come out of me? Like this really happens. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember not wanting to think too much about it of the actual like this, these many pounds have to go through this opening. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then now let's fast forward to when you, you know, things started. How did they start? Well, this really threw me off because, I mean, every birth is different and I had been to some of them, but this was like just confusing to me. So my due date was September 26th, but September 4th, I thought I was going to labor and all month long, I thought I was going into labor because on and off for days, I would have like an hour of contractions and tons of cervix pressure and I would get a hot flash and I would need to lean my body forward to cope and sometimes I'd even have to stop my conversation and, and then it would go away and then it would come back and go away and I was scheduled to go on a meditation retreat. My midwife was like, you should stay in town just in case. Um, and so, yeah, all month long, we were like, I bet, I bet he's going to come early. And then my due date came and went. And four days after uh, my due date, October 1st is when he was born. <laughs> so mm. that was very different than I expected. Um, was there anything particular to 
so when it actually started, <laughs> mm-hmm. did it feel any different than what you had been experiencing for weeks or was it also more the same? It was more the same pretty much. And the main difference is that it didn't go away. <laughs> right. So it was the evening... Um, let's see, I was in labor all day Saturday. So it was the evening of Friday and I was having the normal like cervix pressure and some contractions and I thought, okay, it's probably going to go away. And I went to bed and it just kept kind of coming back and being annoying and I couldn't really sleep. And I remember like around 5am I finally fell asleep, um, and I guess I wasn't, I was convinced that it was going to go away. So I didn't really believe it was happening yet. Um, and then, so I had like a two hour nap basically that morning. And then I woke up and thought, okay, this is probably something if it's, if all night I couldn't sleep. Um, so that morning, uh, my partner gave me a little like back hip massage and I t- a picture which I love looking at now because we're both smiling I'm like yep you can tell that's early labor (laughs) (laughs) oh and I love that you have the momentum of you guys together from the process yeah it's it's fun to look back on I have a picture of him um preparing our our bed he's like putting plastic over it and the sheet on top um, so yeah, he set the bed up that morning just in case we didn't know how long it was going to take, but we didn't want to have to deal with it later. So, um, so that morning, yeah, we took it kind of easy and we, we spent the day just home eating delicious food and watching movies. And I would, I remember I was just wearing like wool socks and underwear and uh, a flannel shirt that I left unbuttoned and I would lay down and sit up and waddle around the house. I remember walking helped walking like felt good and laying down would make contractions hurt more, but still throughout the day it was manageable. I was able to talk and laugh and like, just hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and before you go on to things ramping up a little, yeah. uh, we have to take a quick break, but I'll be, we'll be right back. Let's talk breastfeeding. It may be natural, but that sure doesn't mean it's easy. It is a learning process for both you and baby. And like most learning processes, it takes a lot of trial and error. However, this trial and error can sometimes come with a lot of crying and not necessarily only from your baby. Help lessen the crying and frustration by arming yourself with some solid knowledge. A great way to prepare for this is by taking the Simply Breastfeeding online class created by breastfeeding experts Cindy and Jana. In their class, you'll learn to recognize what your baby is telling you and how to meet your baby's needs starting with the very first hour after birth. You'll understand the basics of breastfeeding and be able to return to them if you encounter difficulties. And you'll feel confident knowing that the answers to the most frequently asked questions are right there for you you. Lessen your anxiety and frustration and relax knowing that you've got this. Go to birthful.com slash simply breastfeeding to learn more. And as a birthful listener, you get 15% off if you use the code birthful when you register. So go to birthful.com slash simply breastfeeding or click the link on the show notes to get you on your way. 
And we are back talking to Celia Donaldson about her birth story. And so you were walking around, that felt good, laying down hurt more. Most of the day is going through, you're eating good foods, watching movies. Are we getting to like the end of like evening now? Or how long did you do that for? Yeah, so that was pretty much from 7 a.m. until, gosh, 9 or 10 p.m. And I was very tired because I couldn't really lay down for very long. It would, the contractions would hurt a little bit more. Uh, And so I would try to nap sitting up, but that didn't work very well. So um, I was tired. I was texting my midwife and um, she said, I asked her, so like, what's going on? Is this going to happen? Am I just going to be like this for days? And she said, why don't you have a shot of alcohol and take a bath and either it's going to calm down and you'll get some sleep or it's going to kick things into gear. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have any alcohol. (laughs) Um, But, and we live on Treasure Island in the middle of the bay and uh, there's actually no alcohol on this island. So my partner, Ali, he calls um, one of our neighbors and he's like, my, my wife is in labor and I'm wondering if you have a bottle of wine you could lend us. Um, and they were very confused and who's having that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so he, he's like, I'll be right back. And he goes down the street and then he comes back with a bottle of wine (laughs) and, um, So I had a small glass of wine and we set up the bathtub and, um, Ali was great. He, he was always there, but like there wasn't a whole lot that he could do or needed to do. So I was sitting in the bathtub and we had some candles and this relaxing music. And he was sitting there next to me in his office chair, like working on, on his work on his computer and I was just like hanging out in the bathtub for a little while and it did not take long like sitting in the bath for things to shift. Um, I I felt like the baby do something and like kind of it, it kind of felt like he was like turning twisting to the left or something like that and and pretty much right away contractions were stronger and consistently every four minutes Mm. um I'm like wow okay I guess the wine worked (laughs) so I was just breathing through and really like getting in my um in my cave like closing my eyes and and tuning out everything Mm -hmm. and pretty soon after um the contractions moved to like every two minutes and I was like, I got to get out of this bathtub. I did not want to lie down anymore. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, we, we had a birth tub and we never inflated it because labor was like, it was like early labor for so long. And we were like, I don't know time. Should we do it? Let's wait. So we had this birth tub um, and we never filled it up. (laughs) Then I ended up going in our regular bathtub. Mm. Uh, which so, which provided you good comfort anyway. Yes. 
it did. Yes, for a short amount of time, it was exactly what I needed. <laughs> How long do you think you were in there? Like that was kind of like 10 p.m. Yeah, I think I was in the bathtub for maybe an hour. It felt very quick, actually, but <laughs> it, was, mm-hmm. it was about an hour. So, so uh, yeah, it's nighttime. I decide I need to get out of the shower, out of the bath, but I still wanted to be in warm water because that was like really soothing. So I went um, into our bedroom, which has a bathroom connected to it, and we have a nice shower in there. So I went and I, I got into the shower, and things just got really, really intense. And I, I just did like I felt so primal at that point. It wasn't I was not in my thinking brain at all. And I would close my eyes and have the water on my back and just be leaning forward against the wall and swaying side to side. And every breath, I was moaning it out super loud, super deep and and slow. And then um, when a contraction would, would ease up, I would kind of turn around and just whew, like breathe it out, let it go. Mm. And then... And then it would come back and, you know, really I would take those moments um, between contractions to just relax as much as I could and not think about the next one coming. Um, And yeah, staying so in the moment was key for me because I knew if I were going to, if I was going to think about what's coming, I would just, I would freak out and freaking out is not going to help me in this in this birth. <laughs> and that's so crucial, especially when things are really intense. Just just do this one. Just yeah. do this one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um after being in the shower for maybe 30 minutes. It was like 11:30 at night. I um I told Ali, you need to call the midwife. <laughs> it's time to call her. I I felt like things were going faster. And we also had a doula, but surprisingly, I did not want to call her. I just was so in the zone, and I felt like anyone else there would, like, interrupt what I had going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a doula, I know, like, they can be so helpful, and, and especially in hospitals, but at home, too. Um So I was really surprised afterwards that I didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And do you think that just knowing that she was a phone call away was helpful support? Like even just that little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and even before, you know, during pregnancy, even though I trusted so much in the process, I I knew I wanted to have a doula because, because still going into birth, it's, like the unknown and and I might need that support in some way whether it's like emotional or physical it's so good to just have someone there or for my partner like if he needed a break it, it was important to have someone who could who could support him or support me while he's taking a nap <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and and you guys did prenatals together too yes so you had yeah. the the information and sort of the the pre preparation. Oh, yes. I guess preparation is the word. <laughs> the preparation <laughs> from that, right? 
We did. Yeah. And my midwife and my doula met. So we were, we had our team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we, so we didn't call her and I, I was just, you know, doing my breathing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my midwife showed up 30 minutes later. Um, she, yeah, she got there like around midnight and, um, it was so interesting having her come into the birth space because I was like really in this different realm, um, that I've heard people talk about, but now, you know, I was going through it. And when you're in it, it's not like as trippy as it is afterwards when you're like, wow, <laughs> that was so different. Um, but she, she shows up and she like peeks into the shower and she just quietly says hello. And, and I like looked at her, but I didn't really acknowledge her. And um, in a way it was like, really cool that like she she knew where I was and was able to just like keep the space in a way that I needed and she was like that for the rest of labor too she would she would peek in and maybe put her rest her hand on my shoulder or my leg and say something quietly and then she would kind of disappear into the background and um and that was good for both of us. She preserved her energy for the part where she really needed to be hands-on. And, and I, I had what I needed, which was to just be in my cave. <laughs> Did you, in that cave, and, I, and, and it feels like, you know, because nobody knows really what, what you're going to want during labor. And, yeah. and you had all these things set up, right? And you've prepared so much and had Zula and your partner was there. Um, and that was giving you peace of mind because you don't know when you're going to need them or not. It seems like then you found that instinctually you just wanted to be like alone and by yourself in the dark. Yeah. Did mm -hmm. so did that also include having not having your partner there? I like inside your cave there, Sorry. but yeah. he I I wanted him like at this perfect distance where he was like right next to me, but he wasn't talking to me and he wasn't touching me, <laughs> but he was just there. That, that felt really good to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know what to expect beforehand. Um, if, if I would want him there or not, but yeah, that's just how it unfolded. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, yeah. And after being in the shower for an hour, I, I was like, okay, I've had enough of this water. And I decided to go onto my bed. And it's interesting how, um, like, instinctual our body movements are in labor. So I just, like, automatically on the bed went into, like, hands and knees and leaned over of stack of pillows and um, we have like a couple bars at the head of our bed. So I, I just held onto those bars and leaned over the pillows and I would just sway back and forth still moaning and, um, and really focusing on this moment and that's it. And it was getting more intense at this time, um, my midwife, I remember coming up next to me and, and just giving me a little bit of 
guidance on my breathing. If she, if she heard my moaning get higher in pitch or, um, or shorter, more like breathy, she would, she would like do the breath herself and, and have me get like back on track with her. And that really helped. Um, yeah, especially since you did so much preparation and arm breath work. Yeah. That was your like big tool. That was my big tool for sure. Yeah. And, and having her guide me back to what was working, like just made such a big difference. Yeah. So after a while, um, gosh, it was so intense. I remember thinking like, I'm done. Mm. (laughs) I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Um, and I had a couple thoughts of like, yep, I understand the epidural. I I would do that too if I could right now. Um, but, you know, those thoughts would come and go and I would not hold on to them and just breathe them out. And, um, and then I, I remember kind of waking up when a control traction would start and realizing that I didn't know I had like fallen asleep between them maybe Mm. maybe it's just like a different kind of sleep for birthing women where you're like somewhere else in this universe for a few minutes (laughs) or one minute if your contractions are super close yeah Um, and I I I find that it's so amazing like because you tell people who have not gone through labor that the fact that 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 you can have contractions every two to three minutes and in those 30 seconds in between or that minute in between you fall asleep (laughs) right and it just makes no sense that you could fall asleep and then the next second be in this intense experience and then completely let go yeah yeah it was so interesting so yeah I would just it would feel like a really deep sleep and and then suddenly I would feel this wave coming again and I would just start swaying again and take a di- deep breath to like welcome it in and and then keep breathing. And uh, after a while, oh, <laughs> I also forgot to add, I, I came out of the shower onto the bed just totally wet and I did not, it didn't register to me to dry off. And Love my <laughs> my sweet partner came with two towels and put them on top of me and as I was swaying they would keep falling off and he would just put them back on <laughs> and I really appreciated that though I could not communicate it in the moment <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> but yeah that was sweet and um so after a while I I had the urge to turn onto my back and um and my midwife was out of the room but she heard the sound of my moaning shift and it before it had been you know long deep moans and then it it shifted to like kind of a little bit pushy sounding like I was like pushing something out but but not super strong so she would come in and check in and um this had to have been like maybe one in the morning or closer to two um and she and throughout this whole time she had been coming every maybe 15, 20 minutes to check baby's heart tones with her, um, what do you call it? The Doppler. Doppler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I never had my dilation checked the whole time, which 
surprised me because I thought I would want that to know like if I was progressing, but when I was in labor, I did not want to be touched. So it totally worked out that she didn't even offer. <laughs> um, mm. And wait a second, we're going to yeah. have to take another break. Okay. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. Mighty ones want to know my solution to resetting my nervous system. It's meditation. But what is so great about resetting your nervous system? Well, if your nervous system spends more time in high alert and doesn't get to go back to baseline often, then your body is in constant state of stress, which is not healthy really. I have quite a bit of sustained stress in my life, and so I find that meditating is a super easy way to make sure I break up those stress signals. You may be thinking, that sounds great, but I have no time to meditate. Well, the good news is that if you have five minutes, then you have time to meditate, and it becomes even easier when you use a meditation app like Expectful. I've tried other meditation apps, and I really like how the Expectful app is designed to fulfill your pregnant or new parent needs by focusing on whatever you need at that moment, meaning if you need sleep or a connection with your baby and partner or embracing your identity or lessening stress, dealing with uncertainty, Expectful makes it super easy for you. Plus, I love the voice of the person who reads the meditations. That's always super important. Go to expectful.com slash birthful to sign up for their free two-week trial and check it out for yourself. Don't forget to add the slash birthful part so they know who sent you. And we're back. I hate disturbing the... Disturbing your story when you're no perfect like, timing. <laughs> yeah, right, right before things happen. So, so she never checked you. You never felt like wanting to be checked. Did did that continue? Yeah. Well, things sped up after that. Um, yeah. Once I was laying on my back, she suggested that I go to the bathroom and try to go pee before the baby was too low and maybe cut off that possibility. Um, so, so I got up and went to the toilet and I sat down and like within a couple seconds, my water broke, which was so convenient that I was over the toilet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I was like, Whoa, okay. What's this? <laughs> and then she came over to me and knelt down and put her hand on my knee and quietly she said, okay, it's going to get more intense now. <laughs> And I was like, what? More intense than this? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then so I, I went pee and, and I just stayed on the toilet. And, and then, gosh, within a minute or two, I had this like huge body urge to just push down. Like everything in my body was being squeezed down and it was not like anything I was doing on purpose it was just my body like shifting into this new phase where it was bringing my baby down <laughs> and I felt his head like in the birth canal as it was slowly like being urged out um and and my moans sure changed then. They were very like very pushy. I would I would do it now, but it would be very loud. So <laughs> I will do it. Um, you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, so okay, I'll just do it. So the earlier moans were more like, uh, like long and like 
just solid deep moans and then they once I was on the bed on my back I was kind of shifting to like uh, 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 like that and then once the water had broken and I was on the toilet it was like deep guttural like uh. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was coming from deep in my belly um, so I love thank you for doing that. I love that you do did that because it is I mean, I know that often on the show and, and if you ask birthy people that that or, or that have been at births, right, that it's like, well, you can you can you know, we say this that you can hear when things change by the sounds the birthing person is making. And it's like, really? Like, come on. Like, how is that different? <laughs> but it is you just start hearing at that top of that contraction, that little yeah. A little grunty thing is like, okay, things yeah. are happening. Yeah, it's so, I love it. I, I love when it happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and and though it was, you know, it was painful having a natural birth, I, I was so grateful that I was able to be so connected to my body and I really was able to like witness my body going through like transitioning into each different phase though I wasn't thinking about it it was there for me like like as a primal thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was really cool um I felt very in control and um and like powerful <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is yeah. It, it's weird to say that you can feel so powerful when being in like kind of a lot of pain <laughs> But it's a different it's a different kind of pain because it's like it's so wave like and um, and the body is like producing all these hormones that are like also giving you good feelings. So it was it's so different from anything else. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Yeah. So so you felt the head going down through the birthing canal and you're definitely like doing some serious more intense moaning pushing sounds mm -hmm. so don't keep like tell us what happened how long <laughs> does this go on for so I think we all knew it was it was happening fast at that point um my midwife said uh you're gonna get off the toilet before his head comes out right and i was like, uh, I, I don't know if I can get off the toilet right now. <laughs> I didn't like, I couldn't move. <laughs> and, um, after like one more contraction on the toilet, uh, one of them, I don't know if it was my partner or her helped me get off and walk over to the bed, which was very different because I actually felt his head like right between my legs. So I could not, um, like stand up straight. I was kind of like caveman walking over to the bed and they had set up like plastic on the, on the floor just before, like while I was in the bathroom and she set up this little birth stool for me and I tried to sit, squat down on it. But immediately my, my primal instincts just had me flip over onto my hands and knees. And, um, and I kind of leaned on the bed but I was on the floor. And um, at that point, my body was just pushing. I did not do any um, 
like intentional pushing. It, it was just happening. And, uh, I don't know how many contractions, but it was not many. I, I felt that ring of fire that everybody talks about. And I'm like, ow, that really hurts. <laughs> and, um, it was harder to, to have long deep breaths through this part. It was more like yelling and, uh, but that was okay. Mm-hmm. I was, I was okay with that. <laughs> I didn't care about anything actually at that point. I did not care if I was going to tear. I was just like, let's get through this. <laughs> um, so my partner and my midwife were right behind me. I'm on hands and knees. Um, I felt his head stretching me and, and then it would come out and then go back in a little bit. And then it would come out and go back in a little bit. And, oh gosh, it felt so good when it would go back in. I was like, just stay, just stay like this. Um, and then, gosh, by the last contraction, it was so strong. I, and I was confronted because it was so painful and intense. Part of me just wanted to, like, die. <laughs> but then... I knew I just had to go through it. The only way to get this over with was to go through the pain. Mm -hmm. So um, I just let out a like a lion roar, and and that push was working with my body, but that was intentional. And um, and I pushed his head out, and then uh, I have a picture of my my partner was then supporting his head and I and I got a few breaths there gosh it was such a relief to have his head out and um and then a few maybe a minute went by I don't know time at this point but um uh my I wasn't having another contraction after that and we were trying to wait for the next contraction but um, apparently his face was turning a little bit blue and, and I didn't know this at the time but um, my midwife then, I sort of was starting to have contraction, but it wasn't very strong. And my midwife at that point, like, kind of stuck her hands inside of me, which I felt, and then grabbed him and, and kind of pulled and helped rotate him out. And I saw in the video afterwards that um, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his shoulder and arm and body. So he was a little bit stuck at the end there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but he came out and cried and was totally fine. And, and I just needed a few breaths before I could flip over. I was like, Whoa, Oh my God, I'm done. It was, it was such a relief. And I felt his, like his legs like wiggle out of me as, as he came out. Um, and then I, I flipped over, or before I flipped over, my partner um, kind of put the baby on my butt, and I felt this warm, slimy thing. <laughs> and and he afterwards told me I didn't know what to do, but I remember you're supposed to do skin to skin, so I just put him on your butt. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and then I flipped over, and they handed him to me, and um, and. Gosh, I was just in shock. It was awesome. I was like, "Wow, there, there you are." Mm. <laughs> and um, it was, it was so, it was dark and quiet and just peaceful. 
and this big <laughs> relief for me at least and and there we were we were a family all of a sudden yeah but it is so like we have to take a little breath because it is so much that happens so quickly and like you said there you were now you're a family yeah so that was he was born at 2 39 a.m and and when labor had really shifted from manage well I guess I, I was managing it the whole time but able to talk and walk and watch tv to like being in my cave that was like 11 30 at night and so uh it was like three hours of really intense labor and then then he was born mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so ah. I I love that you went really deep and you 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 were into it like not resisting but just embracing the process because like you say you gotta get through it the only way through it is through it and so resistance is only gonna make it longer Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's what I like I knew that intellectually and so I really just had to work with my body to keep keep that like primal instinct there because I knew if I got too much in my head that I it wouldn't go smoothly or it maybe wouldn't go smoothly um and so I yeah like I I knew what to do but in the moment it really took working with my body and letting go again and again and again Mm. to to keep in that um in the body and not in the mind so much, so much. So, Celia, what was the most challenging part of all this? Um, the most challenging part, I would say, was actually staying, yeah, like we were just saying, staying in the moment. Because the mind wants to figure it out. The mind wants to find a way out. And so the most challenging thing and the the thing that I was able to use my tools the most for was staying staying right in the moment. And the tools that I used for that, you know, were were really breathing and swaying. Those were like the biggest things for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, whenever there was resistance coming up, just acknowledging that and letting it go. And it, it's like, it's easy to say all this, but when you're going through it, it's like, it's not easy. <laughs> Birth is hard work. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's the most, it's the hardest work. <laughs> it's so intense. Yeah. But, but afterwards, like, I mean, couple weeks afterwards I was just like in awe I was like that was so awesome that was amazing that I did that and and yeah I was so powerful and we are all so powerful that we can go through this however it whichever path it takes yeah totally whichever path it takes yeah so what was radically different than what you expected um, 
And it doesn't well, have to be I, radically what was different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I expected labor to go the way I knew it would, where it's like early labor and active labor and transition. And for me, I was confused because it felt like early labor for like 24 hours and then transition. <laughs> but um, so it just, every labor just goes the way it goes and it's not like clear cut and... Um, that was that was a learning lesson for me to just n- not have so many expectations about the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, and also afterwards, um, I was surprised that uh, I lost kind of a lot of blood. And um, this is something people worry about often with home birth that like you can hemorrhage. But my midwife ended up handling it really well. She, I wasn't worried because she stayed so calm and confident. Um, and you know, she gave me a shot of Pitocin after the birth and some herbs to help my uterus contract and stop, stop the bleeding. And, um, and she even gave me an IV. Um, I think it was just saline. But uh, she, yeah, she totally handled it. And she, I, I wanted to save my placenta to like uh, put under a tree or something I have part of it left but she she made me a placenta smoothie because apparently eating your placenta can also help um stop hemorrhaging so I had a placenta smoothie after the birth (laughs) yum (laughs) I'm sure she put all kinds of different tastes in there and it wasn't oh yeah 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 (laughs) and I could hardly like notice at that point I was just like in la la land oxytocin land (laughs) yeah yeah so how did birth and postpartum transform you um well something i've heard you say really became real for me afterwards and that is that we could do hard things and it's really it's transformed me in all areas of my life because things that i would kind of like not really commit to I would commit to and then not end up keeping my commitment I'm just doing it now and and I think that really comes from knowing that I can do hard things (laughs) I love it yes yes we can it's a great realization I find like understanding how immensely hard things we can do yeah that really shifted for me and it's also interesting because I don't feel like a mom and and the birth kind of seems like a dream at this point like I I was Celia and then I went through this intense thing and now I have a baby but I'm still Celia (laughs) yeah and so you know you're how old is your baby boy now he's five months five months so that's a great point to say that you don't necessarily like integrating what it means to be a mom and that and 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 sort of taking on that label and making it one that defines you can take time yeah yeah I'm still like it's a whole discovery of like this new identity as a mom and how that um how that shows up like in my relationship with my partner and our sex life and being out in the world with other people. Yeah. It's a whole new, new thing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love that. How you put it that like you're Celia with a baby. 
and yeah. and you're still becoming a mom and trying to figure that out. Yeah. And it can yeah. take, frankly, I think it took me years before I stopped being surprised when <laughs> my daughter was like, mom, and it's like, you're talking to me. You're calling me. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, that's a, like there are so many beautiful milestones along the way of all these first things that happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just on, uh, what was it, Saturday, we were in Trader Joe's and we discovered that his first tooth is popping out. Ah, <laughs> uh, teething. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no wonder you slept so crappy the night before. <laughs> that can be a whole other challenge for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Would there is there anything you would do differently? Um I don't know. I let's see. Next birth, what would I do differently? I I think everything was set up perfectly for me. I think the environment is such a big factor in how your birth is going to go. So uh, I just will be mindful of that again and and really like set up my home to be calming and have everything I need like nearby and um, maybe what I would do differently for postpartum is is keep the the space really just us for a longer period of time because um, though I did take a lot of time to rest before being active again, we had a lot of visitors and, and like just after having a baby, it was like such, uh, I had so many emotions and, and we're learning to breastfeed and there's just so much going on with us that having other people come into the space was really, um, it kind of rocked me a bit. It was mm. overwhelming to have people in the space. So maybe next time I would I would just keep it us for a longer pe- period of time. What would that? What is longer? What are you thinking in terms of um, days? Well, definitely like the first couple weeks would just be us, and maybe like my mom and dad could come by. Um, but I was shocked actually because we had we had people coming to stay with us when. Um, he was from one month to two months, and even that was was too much. So I'm I'm like, the the fourth trimester <laughs> needs to be just really mellow and not trying to do too much, not seeing too many people. Yeah, and I think that's a great understanding. Like you know, fourth, it's just like at birth, you don't know what's going to happen and where it's going to go and what you're going to want. Like you had a doula and then decided, actually, I'm good. I, I, I need to be alone. Um, yeah. Or, or, or to an extent, right. To have the minimum amount of people that, and yeah. that carried on to your postpartum that that can be different for everyone, but to understand, I guess, the flexibility of having like a plan B in case you're going to have like all these people come in and, when you're in it, you suddenly realize that actually, I don't want all these people. And then how can we adjust and change and not feel guilty about it and be mm-hmm. okay with creating a boundary and a separation? Yeah, yeah. I had made all these plans while I was pregnant. And then once we had the baby, I was like, Oh, I can't cancel. But yeah, I was I had a lot of guilt for feeling overwhelmed even. 
So yeah, setting setting that up to have a plan B is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flexibility. Because Fle you never know. You don't know what you're going to need or want. Or, oh, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I know some moms who like felt, felt isolated afterwards and they wanted to be around people. So yeah, having having flexibility is important. Yeah. I feel that it can be helpful to think about what are your coping mechanisms to get your energy back on a regular basis. So like your non-pregnant self, are you the type of person get that gets recharged and re-energized by having contact with people? Or are you a type of person that needs to like go away, get away, be alone to mm -hmm. recharge? And that can give you a glimpse of what you might need postpartum. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, it's tough in the sense that you have this little baby that needs you the whole time, which if you're the type of person who needs to get away, there's no getting away already from that situation, <laughs> right? That one you have to keep. And then, <laughs> and then if you're the sort of person who like needs to be having a baby can be isolating because it, it, there's stuff you can't do with the baby and, and it kind of changes your relationship to your, to things you used to do with your friends or, or that. So it can be hard for that, both isolating and overtouch, be feeling overtouched at the same time, which is so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but also that's why like postpartum doulas are so great and um, they really like know where boundaries are, how to listen for things and, um, you know, when to really like be there and hands on and when to be in the background. Um, so yeah, postpartum doulas are awesome. And also I found that after a few weeks, um, going out to a, a mama baby yoga class was awesome because everyone is going through the same stuff. And also I, if it was a day that I wasn't feeling like being around people, I could just not go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's a great point. You dare yeah, participate at your own, at your own comfort level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Celia, you talked about some resources. Did you have other resources that you wanted to share with listeners? Yes. So um, first podcast, of course, everyone listening to this is listening to the Birthful Podcast. And I recommend listening to all the episodes. <laughs> um, I also listened to the Birth Hour, which has amazing birth stories in every setting and every type of birth you can imagine and um, also another super informative podcast is healthy birth happy babies podcast and for those people who are interested in home birth or curious about it there's a podcast called doing it at home and then I recommend a lot of books it's easier to read them through pregnancy if you have the time but at least read one or two. Um, Ina May's Guide to Childbirth is like my number one. And another one is Nurture, A Modern Guide to Pregnancy, Birth, Early Motherhood, and Trusting Yourself and Your Body by Erica Chidi Cohen. Um, Birthing from Within by Pam England. Active Birth by Janet Velasquez. And The Motherly Art of Breastfeeding by, I guess, the La Leche League International. 
Um, oh, and the Vaccine Friendly Plan by Dr. Paul Thomas and Jennifer Margulis. That has a lot of info about pregnancy, birth, babies, like the whole adventure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'll um, link also at the end to uh, episodes that I've done with several people that you mentioned. So I have a, an episode with Pam and Glenn from Birthing from Within and one yeah. with Dr. Paul Thomas with Vaccine Friendly or Vaccines. Um, and even with Jay Warren from ha- from the Happy Baby Healthy Births podcast. Yeah. Or, or Healthy I've Birth, Happy Baby. Sorry. a lot of these people through listening to your podcast. Yay. Which is awesome. Also, a couple uh, websites, evidencebasedbirth.com and spinningbabies.com. Those were so, so helpful when preparing for birth. Awesome. I will put all those on the show notes. And what if people want to connect with you and what you do? How can they do that? Yeah, so I have a website. You can reach me on there. It's holisticmama.org or you can email me at holisticmamatribe at gmail.com also you can find me on instagram or facebook at holistic mama tribe and is that mama m-a-m-a yes okay perfect holistic mama tribe at gmail you said yes beautiful i'm just taking notes myself so i can then put it in the show notes is there any other anything we didn't get to (laughs) any last words that you want to leave the listeners with um Gosh, I would say just wherever you choose to give birth, choose a place that you feel most safe, secure, and comfortable. Choose a birth team that makes you feel supported and and ultimately trust your body and listen to your body throughout all of it. Awesome, awesome advice for sure. Celia, thank you so, so much for coming on the show and sharing your stories and for all the love. I appreciate it. Thank you for all that you do. Mighty Ones, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if you'd like to share your own postpartum breastfeeding or partner story, let me know. Go to birthful.com where you can learn more about me, the show, Patreon member benefits, send me messages and more. I'm also on Facebook or Twitter as at birthful. So come say hi. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you, the Breathful Patreon supporters, and by the wonderful people at Simply Breastfeeding and Expectful. The title song for this podcast is Vives by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. Also, the Birthful podcast is a part of the Parents on Demand network. Find out more at parentsondemand.com. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me Wednesday when I'll be talking to a new birth professional to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous birthful library. Happy listening.